You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. For everything Buccaneers, it, 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 it's Jolly Rogers and Touchdowns. Now, now, here's your hosts, Casey Hudson and Kaylee Mizell. Welcome to Jolly Rogers and Touchdowns, an Odyssey original podcast that brings you all Tampa Bay Bucks insight and entertainment three times a week, Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. You can catch us first thing in the morning when you are brewing your morning coffee or driving into work. Be sure to conveniently download the Odyssey app and hit the auto download button to stay up to date on all new episodes or stream on any of your additional favorite platforms for the new episodes that sail in every single week. I'm Casey Hudson, joined by one of my favorite people, Kaylee Mizell. And it's time for us to sail into today's new episode, which is that game preview. It's that time of the week, right, Kaylee? It certainly is that time of the week, Casey. And I I don't know about you, but I like had a great night's sleep last night, had my coffee this morning, and mm-hmm. it's been like a good day. I've like cranked some things out. And uh, and I think the Bucks are are feeling the same way. I think that they're ready to get going and we they they've already started kind of like creeping their way into them like feeling themselves and yes. uh, I I think that this is going to be a week where their value just skyrockets. Yeah, I definitely agree with that and a great way to to kind of place the day. It felt like a very productive day, but sometimes oh. when I do get a lot of sleep, I'm like, oh, I could sleep so much more. My body's like more and more and more. <laughs> but I also had a little bit of a spooky SEN thing happen last night. So I got, okay. I, I mean, fell right to sleep. Yeah. Long day for both of us. And so like I hit the pillow out cold, which is great because sometimes my mind yeah. does not like to shut off. And 327 in the morning, I hear this loud conversation taking place. So I jump up out of my sleep, trying to figure out what's going on. My if my roommate and I don't turn off the TV in the living room, even though it goes to sleep and the screen goes black, which makes us think that the TV might be off when we go to bed, it's not. So the Netflix will just Yeah. So at random though, this is the part that still doesn't make any sense. At random, the little Netflix TV show little snippets or trailers will just sound off. So all of a sudden I'm hearing a Netflix, Ooh. but I didn't realize it was that. So that woke me up at 327, kept me up for, you know, a good 45 minutes. Cause you got to make sure you get out of, of, of creepy hour there. So I put yeah. on like Gilmore girls, try to get myself back into like a peaceful headspace and then fall back asleep. So I think that's what got me like a little bit like, Oh, we, we got good rest. And I, and yeah, but I also woke up in the middle of the night being like kind of creeped out with like your heart totally creeped out. Uh, We're for sure going to have to do a mini spooky season episode because I have some weird paranormal stories. Uh, Fans, Jolly Rogers and touchdown fans. I'm sure we can relate this to football somehow. So like, I mean, like 
don't put it past Casey and I to uh, to relate our spooky stories to football. Well, we can. Um, because we can. And maybe we'll just have to <laughs> drop a mini episode that's just, you know, or some extra social clips or something that, uh, you know, spooky season. Because <laughs> case that, that I, oof, I don't like that. I don't like I used to wake up at like three in the morning every single night and I was like, this is not cool. I don't. I hated it, it especially after that one ridiculous exorcism this. of Emily Rose. Oh, I don't even want, I can't, I can't. Those, I, was I, literally, I was kidnapped into that movie. I was lied to and I was taken into the wrong theater. I was lied to as well. And as a teenager, I literally, I'm such a baby. All mm -hmm. my friends had already bought their, their tickets and I called my mom to come pick me up. I was like, uh-uh, I'm not doing it. Oh, I it ruined me that. for they months. They like all tried to pressure me. I was like, I know my limit. I know my capacity. Mm -hmm. And watching an Exorcist movie is not it. And Casey, I'm going to tell you, this Steelers team, they are in need of an, of an exorcist. <laughs> they they really are. Water and an exorcism. Oh, yeah. They're, I mean, this. it's, it's, they're not doing so hot. They're no, not doing so hot. Spooky, spooky SEN. This injury report and these Bucks updates. Okay. So much on the spooky side this week. Mm -mm. Nope. I think we could be a little bit more confident and cool and level headed and less scary and less timid yep. looking at this list, right? Looking at these updates. There's like, there's, yeah, there's like, there's just a few, a few little trickles of did not participate. But even some of those. Some of those are just like rest, you know, they're just like resting. Yeah, yeah. Which is how some headlines try to make it seem like so and so didn't participate today, and it clearly in all bold says rest, rest, today. yeah, <laughs> aka Chris Godwin didn't participate today, fans, but he's just resting, he's fine, mm -hmm. he's good to go, all squared away. And we know they're trying to protect him where they can and utilize yeah. him. When it's time, this isn't a guy, even though he's bouncing back from an injury, this isn't a guy that needs, you know, all these reps. A lot of this, a lot of that repetition is to build that chemistry and that trust mm -hmm. with Tom Brady. And they got it. They got yep. it. Oh, for uh, sure. hundred percent. Was there anything on the injury list today that maybe concerned you or made you think, wow, we got to see Friday's report kind of thing? Yeah, I, I'd be interested if how severe stuff with Sean Murphy bunting is. He did not participate both Wednesday and Thursday fans. So I'll just be interested to see if he's a go or not on Friday. I think that'll be really telling. However, really happy to see Carlton Davis, who was out with a hip, did participate full participation both Wednesday and Thursday. Mm -hmm. So even if you don't have SMB, you do have Davis. So I think that there's going to be some balancing it out there. Um, but, uh, but nothing, nothing that stood out too much aside from SMB. What about for you, Casey? Um, nothing too crazy. I was a little surprised when I saw Carl Nassib on there and, you know, did not participate illness and whatnot. Um, but it is that, you know, people are going to laugh at this Florida Tampa Bay seasonal change there. There is that Florida seasonal change little bug that gets everybody. So it was good to see him fully participating today and going from not participating to fully participating because while, you know, you don't hear his name all the time, he has been doing work out there on this defense. And even though it's the Steelers, uh, I'll get into it a little further down in the segment, but there's a couple of reasons why I have, I, I have some, uh, what's the word I'm looking for here? Hesitation. 
Well, it, it was going to be a spooky word, but I, oh. I, I set myself up so poorly. <laughs> Anyhow, <laughs> why I have a little bit of hesitation, PTSD, if you will, uh, still not the spooky word, to not completely count out the Steelers or like yeah, call them a dumpster fire, even though I call them a dumpster fire a lot. Um, so yeah, I, I was glad to have see Carl Nassib is going to be back in action. And then, you know, it is always a good sign to still see limited participation from Donovan Smith because we know that the injury that he's working through is more of a pain tolerance thing. So as long as you see consistency there, then, you know, we won't get any surprises after a game because I do worry. Come Monday, I'm like, wow, I wonder how he managed that game. You know, he was tossing guys versus the Falcons and having himself a day. But then, you know, how does he recover from that? What was the pain tolerance management like while he was doing all of that, you know, Hulk smashing, if you will? So those those are always glimmers of hope to me. And that's why I looked at this list today and I was like, yeah, I'm not I'm not getting any super spooky vibes. I'm okay. SMB is technically second string. Yeah. Um, And then you got Jamil Dean and the biggest other the other big thing there would be to see what uh progresses with mike edwards but again limited participation typically these guys are professionals they're ready to go a hundred percent i agree with you casey and as we look to what this game is gonna be like we gotta mm-hmm. we gotta do some offense versus defense bucks offense steelers defense Love casey it. i'm gonna start well i'm actually i'm gonna let you give us a a, a little start um on on what's going on yeah okay um well as we've talked about quite a bit there's a lot going on on this offense when it comes to are they going to run the ball are they going to throw the ball are they going to get the tight ends involved kaylee you and i have talked about so much of this but um you and i have have discussed you know the points that really hit home with us so, because so, <laughs> you guys know by now, Jolly Rogers and Touchdown fans, Kaylee and I are both very passionate human beings. Oh, yeah. Um, so we're both going to passionately deliver these points because we're putting our coaching hats on. I feel good about this, Kaylee. Um, so my coaching hat when it comes to offense is this run game. Are they going to emphasize on this run game? Are they going to trot into Pittsburgh and think, oh, this Pittsburgh team has really struggled. Uh, they've had one somewhat glimmering hope of a performance in the beginning of the season and then have completely fallen apart since then. So is this the game where they come in and decide we're just going to run the ball down their throat aggressively and call it a day? And I'm kind of struggling with that, Kaylee, because, you know, is that what I want to see? I'm not 100% sold on it. Only <laughs> if. There's more involvement, and you and I have talked about this so much. If, there, if we can get more involvement than just the Lenny show, which we love uh, some pumpkin spice Lenny, as 100%. Kaylee said it. Um, but is this the game where, where, where they feel like that's the only thing that they should do? That's what they should rely on. That's their best option to just make sure that they close things out with the Steelers, making them pay for ever thinking in a day that they could beat the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Yeah, it's going to be really interesting, and I'm glad that you brought up the run game. Casey, uh, I'm going to get into Tom Brady in a second, but when we're looking at this Steelers pass rush, they don't have TJ Watt. Mm -hmm. He was sidelined by injury, and check this out. When the Pittsburgh, like when Pittsburgh doesn't have him, their sacks per game go from 3.5 to 1.4. Their oh. points 
Their points allowed per game go from 20.4 to 27.5. Casey, TJ Watt is not available. (laughs) And that is going to allow guys like Rashad White, who we Mm -hmm. talked about last week. Actually, just this past Tuesday, Wednesday, uh, it's going to allow a guy like him to shine. How much do you think that they go to a guy like Rashad White uh, and getting him in the mix with Leonard Fournette? Are they going to really be able to push through and kind of own this Steelers pass rush without a guy like TJ Watt? Oh my gosh, I hope so. And I'm so glad that you mentioned what's going on with with the Steelers pass rush because this is a team who led the NFL in sacks the past five seasons. And all of a sudden, one guy's out. And I don't I don't mean to downplay it, but one guy's out. And then all of a sudden, this pass rush is just completely diminished. So that's where I, where I get concerned that they're going to want to go in there and just run the ball, uh, run, run, run all day, because this is going to be one of the weakest pass rushes that they're going to go up against in the entire season thus far. So with that said, answering your question, I would love to see them get Rashad White more involved because, you know, we talked about the fact that he was one of the players, one of two that we that we adore that started to pave the way and allow this offense to drive down the field and and look a little bit more like they have something you know brewing together, if you will. And he's getting his confidence about him a bit more, and it's going to take those reps to get that confidence to level up even more. And why not do it against a team that has such a tragic pass rush, if you will? And this is a guy who wasn't even just known for his yards in college. You know, he had over a thousand receiving yards as a running back at Arizona State. So he's a versatile guy. This is why he was an attractive offer, and he can also be a different kind of gap runner, if you will. He has a different vision than Lenny does. He has a different size and frame than Lenny does. So he can probably punch those holes a little bit better and slip out a little bit easier. So I think that this is the best game, one of the best games, if you will, to start really getting Rashad White involved and and really acclimated in the system and give him confidence at this NFL level rather than putting the whole workhorse load on Leonard Fournette, you know? A hundred percent. I I totally agree. I'm really excited to see what Rashad White can do. You and I have talked about how we want to get more guys into the mix. I know Lenny can carry the team on his back. We've talked about it, but he doesn't need to, yeah. especially for the longevity of keeping him healthy for the season. And you made mm-hmm. some really excellent points about how White is a different style running back than Lenny is. And I'm really excited to see what he can do in case I, I know. Okay. You guys gave me a hard time. I know. I was going to say, who's your workhorse, Kaylee? Who's I your workhorse? know. I gave, I said, Oh, Tom Brady looks like a human. <laughs> and you said, Oh, we're going to throw you off the boat because of it. I was about to say, can we bring it back to the point where I tried to throw you overboard and you were taking me with you? Yeah. Because all I said was Tom Brady is human, but you know what, you know, what kind of Tom Brady shows up this week? Superman, Superman. Tom Brady, <laughs> Casey, he's 12 and three all time versus the Steelers. Check this out. He has a career 112.2 passer rating specifically against the Steelers over a hundred percent. Like money is thrown for 34 touchdowns against them and averages about 300 passing yards per game. <laughs> okay. 
Let me round out the picture of how well Brady does against the Steelers. That's deep. He's the all-time leader in quarterback wins, passer rating, completion percentage, passing yards per game, touchdown passes, and touchdown interception ratio. You guys, Tom Brady is a freaking super freak against the Steelers, <laughs> and he is going to go off against them this weekend. Put your money on Tom Brady. Take the cover. This man <laughs> is going to go off. Like, I, I, He's I don't put on know. the steel cape against one of the, against the, the steel wall that they yeah. used to call themselves. Oh my gosh. He certainly is. And then what did we just talk about? Oh, they have no TJ Watt. Okay. Well, guess mm-hmm. what? Tom Brady's going to have more time in the pocket. He's going to have more time to look downfield. Oh, guess who he's going to look to? He's going to look to the likes of uh, Evans, Godwin. Guess what? Maybe we even see a little bit more Julio Jones in the mix. Like, who knows? I am telling you, Tom Brady is about to go off on the Steelers. Like, he, this man is going to have a freaking rock star game, and I am here for it. Tom Brady is back. Like everyone can like press pause on the panic button. Tom Brady gets involved big time, has a really, really big game against them. And this, okay, first of all, we just got, we just got riled up Kaylee without walk the plank segment. So ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> listen to this deeply, like take this all in. If you, if you listen to any part of the podcast, let that, let that be it music to your ears. Jolly Rogers and touchdown fans. But that makes me want to ask Kaylee, because okay. you, you set that up perfectly. Okay. Does Tom Brady have another 300 plus yard performance? Because as you mentioned, there is no TJ Watt, but you've got the likes of a Devin Bush, a James Pierre, a Miles Jack, a Kim Hayward. And while I'm mentioning all these names that should sound so spooky, they don't. The stats no. just aren't there. You got a Cameron Haywood who got one sack. You got Devin Bush barely doing the minimum you got miles jack coming up second third of the pack and tackles on the team and then you got james pierre leading the team in tackles and last week i get it guys it was the bills but he got five tackles he led the team with five tackles that's so embarrassing that is very embarrassing so with that said you've got this pass rush that maybe shouldn't touch brady whatsoever hopefully no ridiculous passing the rusher calls over here all day in the pocket as you mentioned does he go for another 300 yard performance it would be the third week straight that the goat puts up 100 percent. and casey i will tell you why i will tell you why because it's not just the the likes of the guys that i mentioned it's not just you know the Evans and the Godwins that are going to be getting involved in this offense. You know why Tom Brady breaks over 300 yards and passing against the Steelers? Because yeah. your favorite group, the tight ends, are yeah. getting involved. Yep. Cameron Brate, we're expecting him to maybe come back this week. Cameron mm-hmm. Brate has 11 receptions for 100 yards. Guess who's on his tail with less you know, games where he's getting targeted than mm-hmm. Cameron Bray. Cade Otten. hey Music to your ears, Casey. <laughs> Cade Otten has 10 receptions for 76 yards. This tight end group is going to get involved. You know what that means? Okay. You know what? Uh, it's, they're going to switch things up. It's not going to yep. be the same play every time. They're going to go to different guys. This, 
I'm telling you, like mark my words, a hundred percent. Tom Brady's back. The tight ends are going to get involved. No TJ Watt. Like that changes things significantly. And I don't know if they've really recovered from, from losing him. This is a one in four Steelers team. And mm -hmm. I, I just don't think that they have it in them to stop the likes of Tom Brady, this wide receiving core and the tight ends. There's two, and you mentioned Leonard Fournette, Rashad. I mean, like this offense, this is their time to shine. I, we haven't made predictions yet, but I promise you they're putting up at least 30 points. At oh least. my gosh. I, I, I would really genuinely be surprised not to see at least 30 and Wow, you're just you're 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 I'm making you happy over there. I yeah, up, you're describing a game. I brought up Kate Otten and your eyes got bright. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, you're giving me hope, Kaylee. Like you're dropping all this knowledge and you're giving me so much hope on Sunday. So now the 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 peg has just shifted way higher because get Kate Otten involved. Yep. Do it. And while there's people that want to criticize Cameron Brait, here's the thing. Cameron Bray was the workhorse of this team when Jameis Winston was at the helm. He was the go-to guy that you knew was going to get it done every single time alongside of Mike Evans. Check his stats of 2017-2018, you know, right, right before he ended up leaving the team and heading over to the Saints. So a healthy Cameron Bray can be helpful. He's not that middle-of-the-field tight end that can really mow his way down, the, you know, mow people down and mow his way through. But the couple games that he's been in, you know, he's drawn a, a quality penalty, if you will, that the team should have capitalized on one of them and didn't, and you know, did on the other. I want to see more out of Cameron Bray. I want to see more out of this tight end room, just as you said. It was music to my ears. Kaden showed a lot of promise on Sunday. There's no reason, once again, if I want to see more developed opportunity and confidence for Rashad White, I want the same opportunity and then some for Kaden. You know, get him involved, start teaching him how to be that middle of the field tight end. And I'm the crazy person who's going to go as far to say, I want to see Coquife in the freaking red zone. Let this man score. 100%. Let this man score. Get funky in the red zone. If this team really does come out and play dumpster fire football, get really funky with it. Have fun. Get experimental. Or as you and I have been screaming from the mountaintops, get creative. But don't you dare go in there and try to, you know, pass it tight spiral to Mike Evans in the corner of the end zone. It's, it's not necessary. Not versus this team. Now, Kaylee, I'll mm -hmm. reel in my whole rant because my PTSD is that John Ledger and I sat on a pregame pod last year and we just could not fathom. We could not think. We could not come up with <laughs> any reason why this Bucks offense could not go in to Washington Washington, the commanders whom I prefer to call the commandees and completely wreak havoc. John Ledyard, one of the greatest minds of football, could not come up with any reason. And we sat there thinking and brainstorming and couldn't think of anything besides the predictions of the Bucks destroying the commanders, right? And then they go to Washington and they get beat. That was terrifying. So there's a lot of similar dynamics here between the commanders and this Steelers team that's one and four in the AFC North and struggling, struggling to put A and B together. And so that's where I'm going to pivot and say this defense, this Buccaneers defense, I'm sorry, Devin White, don't get bored. 
Do not get bored. Do not get sick. Do not get tired. Do not get lax. Take your electrolytes. Do your TB12 and say your prayers because you better show up for all four quarters on Sunday. Casey, retweet. Um, <laughs> you know, this Bucks, the, the Steelers, if they're going to do anything, Casey, it seems like they're going to do it on the ground. You know, that, that, that's, it, that's where that's a little bit more where they've had some success. So talking about this defense, Casey, this Bucks pass rush, they need to be, they need to light up the Steelers go off. They need to go off. Casey, tell us more about like, what (sighs) can they do against the Steelers run game? Absolutely. You know, here's the thing. The, the Steelers offense has scored 77 points. They're 30th in the league right now. So that should be this, this defense should eat. I mean, they should really eat. Shaq Barrett didn't really like have, yeah, like we need to see a lot of this on Sunday. There's, yep. it, it should be a Thanksgiving feast in Pittsburgh, you know? Um, but Shaq Barrett, we didn't hear his name much. There wasn't too much action coming out of him on Sunday versus the Falcons. And he's the one who mentioned in the training camp presser that he likes those mobile quarterbacks. He likes that challenge. And we saw that it was a little bit more of a challenge for him. So what one thing, one key thing that I would say about this Bucks pass rush is that they need to redeem themselves from not only the Falcons game, but this was supposed to be one of the best run stop defenses in the league. And they haven't really earned that keep. They have not stuck with that name. They've allowed more runs on them than anybody was anticipating. So this is an opportunity. And as you mentioned, I, we, we wouldn't be remiss to see them really try to use Jalen Warren. You know, they don't have anything. They're not strong on one side or the other when it comes to offense. So they're going to probably try both points of attack. But when you get desperate, you run the ball, right? So this mm-hmm. pass rush has an opportunity to redeem that that high and mighty name, that reward that they were hosting up for the past two seasons. You want to see a large sack count. If you can get five sacks on the Falcons, you better get eight sacks on this Steelers team. You've got a rookie quarterback in the pocket. And while he has a lot to prove and therefore he's going to show up very eager, determined and, and motivated to do his best. And I will say this, Kenny Pickett put up over 327 passing yards last week and through one interception, if you will, that's pretty good stats for, uh, for a rookie, you know, and they were playing against the best team in the league right now. So if he does that versus them, this pass rush cannot come in and think that it's going to be, you know, handed to them. They need to come in here and think it's time for us to hunt and it is time for us to eat. They need to bulldoze that offensive line. They need to manage Kenny Pickett. They need to, you know, he can read defenses quite well too. That's something to throw out there and note is that one of his cue cards for, you know, his draft situation was that the kid has actually got a pretty good read on defenses and he moves pretty quickly, if you will. So it's not going to be an easy task for this pass rush, but an easy, a, a, a better opportunity for them to set themselves up and to say, hey, we're still in this. Yeah, Casey. And like you said, they need to do that. Whenever I was looking at the stats for their rushing yards per game, they're ranked 18th. They mm-hmm. allow over 115 yards per game. Casey, can you take a guess at what they allowed last year? Um, I think they were ranked in the top five. No, 
They were. They allowed 90, just over 90 yards per game. The, and and this is it was supposed to be even better this right. year. And you have that big of a drop-off where you're in the top five all NFL, and now you're number 18, allowing over 115 yards per game. You have to button this up. You have to make yeah. your tackles. You have to get in there and do something. That that's it, it needs to be done. Uh, but Casey, that's not the only place that the Bucks need to shine this week. Mm-hmm. The Bucks secondary really has a great opportunity to go off on a guy that, well, he's a guy that a lot of people are really <laughs> picking, <laughs> picking, you know, picking. Uh, yeah, they, I mean, they have a really great opportunity to, to, to go off against, uh, George Pickens, right? Like this mm-hmm. is, this is a team and a guy specifically that he's a second round pick. He's a rookie. He's really trying to develop that, you know, repertoire with, with Kenny Pickett, uh, Pickens and Pickett, right? Like they're, they're trying yeah. to figure it out together. And this is a veteran secondary and they have the opportunity to go off because Casey, guess what? They were silent last week. There was no turnovers on either side of the ball. So mm-hmm. the Bucks did a really great job in protecting, but the secondary, I mean, they, they weren't really causing the same havoc that right. we've seen previously. And with the likes of Jamel Dean and, and we'll see about Mike Edwards. Todd Bowles mm-hmm. says that he doesn't think that it's going to be something that's long-term Sean Murphy bunting. We already talked about if he's going to be in or out, but you still have Antoine with Antoine Winfield jr. Like you still have Carlton Dave, like you still have these guys that he can does. go off and <clears throat> should go off. Mm-hmm. Um, this should be their moment to shine because not only are they facing a rookie wide receiver that is trying to make a name for themselves, but they're also facing a pretty young quarterback. So they should be able to read his eyes really well. They should be able to go in there and make a name for themselves. Pick off Pickens. Like, come on, like (laughs) hashtag it, make this happen. Um, I, 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 and our, our producer with a great point, Todd Bowles loves to blitz rookie quarterbacks. He does. And so mm-hmm. he's going to be under pressure. He's going to be looking for options and he's going to make mistakes. You have to capitalize on those mistakes. So Casey, I'm like one upping or I'm like adding on to your expectations. Not yeah. only do they need to get some sacks, but this secondary, they really do have an opportunity to shine and they yes. need to make the most of it. Oh yeah. And I'm glad that Look, you put that so well. The secondary needs to shine. And and one of my key points is turnovers. We need to see turnovers. It can't be Logan Ryan's out. All of a sudden, we don't know how to turn over the ball. Yeah, Logan Ryan's a great veteran presence and he's versatile. And, you know, we're not sure when we're going to get him back per se, but there's still so many opportunities and you named it. Jamil Dean has been a key asset in that secondary. Uh, Antoine Winfield Jr. is Antoine Winfield Jr. And then you got yep. Carlton Davis. And what I love about discussing the secondary and, and the need for turnovers and the emphasis on turnovers is that there's so many points that you and, and our producer, James, I know he hates when we get when we give him shout outs too, but James, you're here with us. Um, 
what you guys said is is very staple here. So for one, the Carlton Davis conversation, he's fully participated. It's, you know, he should be fine to be back. Um, he is contending to be one of the top cornerbacks in this league. Now, with that said, going up against the Steelers, the one good thing the Steelers have going for them is a guy named Minka Fitzpatrick. Minka Fitzpatrick has 35, 33 combined tackles, 14 assists, three interceptions, and ran a touchdown back, 78 yards, guys. So Fitz. Fitz is that guy. Fitz is the one who tends to kind of push over into that nickel spot that we've talked about a few times here on Jolly Rogers and touchdowns. He likes to apply pressure, blitz quarterbacks. He also likes to drop back in coverage and pick people off, even though he doesn't have that many interceptions, but he's still a very athletic cornerback. Him and, 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 and Carlton Davis, they're going to have this comp competition going on, and I feel like that's going to raise the bar and allow Carlton Davis to be that guy that you kind of saw week one and two, not so much week three and four, um, but still great coverage and great shutdown. So I'm excited to see, you know, how does Carlton level up here when he knows he's going to be going up against the other guy that calls himself the best cornerback in the league. And you mentioned it, Kaylee, George Pickens is out here trying to contend for, you know, a top rookie position in, in this league. But then you also got guys like Johnson and Claypool. Johnson was their leading receiver versus the Bills, even though, again, terrible game to compare to because the Bills completely own them. But then it was Clayton K Clay Claypool. What a name to try to say really fast. It was Clayton <laughs> Claypool, who, you know, the, the fighting Irish alumni who has this expectation of being this freak wide receiver in this league. And he only came up with five receptions for 50 yards and, you know, 2022 stats total 16 receptions, 129 yards and zero touchdowns. So you've got some eager beavers out of this wide receiver core where the Bucks secondary has to come out, has to shine, as you said, Kaylee, and they have to get those turnovers they have to pick off picket and something else that they can do touching off of james's point about todd bowles loving the blitz is the fact that you know you're going to see antoine winfield jr stepping up in coverage and he had a sack last week on marcus mariota this is a kid who can really rack up maybe not completely in sacks but we have seen him do a two sack game before and we have seen him pick somebody off before and we have seen him moss somebody before so this almost feels like this can be a heyday for the one kid who never fails to smile after a game, win or lose, and say that football is freaking fun. And then he's the friend that you want to have saddling up behind you. Like, this could be a great game for Antoine Woodfield Jr., Carlton Davis, as you said, Kaylee. And the secondary, what makes this team so special is they can get involved in that pass rush coverage yeah. or they can drop back in coverage and, and go to work. But we should see some really flashy behavior out of these guys on Sunday. 100% retweet everything you said. I think that it's going to be a really exciting opportunity on both sides of the ball. So Casey, that leads us to the moment where we have to give our predictions. <laughs> I already kind of told you guys that I think that, that this is going to be a really fantastic game. I think that this is going to be one of those confidence boosting games mm -hmm. that the, that the bucks are going to have this season. It's really going to edge them forward. They're going to shine. I think that they get over 30 points. I think that they hold the Steelers less than 20. So here's my prediction. I'm going 35, 17 Casey. Ooh. What do you think? I said 34, 17 yesterday. Oh, okay. Yeah. We're like, okay. Again, almost right always there. We're, we're right there. Yeah. Yeah. Unfortunately, do we want to see this defense give up 17 points? They've only allowed one team to hit 15, not get over 15, but that's where I kind of struggle. 
on JR. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I was reading. Um, yeah, that's where I kind of struggled because I read that. And I'm like, Tampa Bay is only allowed a point to score 15. And I was like, do I want to? Do I want to? But I just get nervous because, like I said, they might go in here thinking that they're playing the Washington Commandies and let them get one extra touchdown that they deserve. So I do Taylor. think that they have a really good day overall. I do think yeah. that they might allow the, the – and maybe they allow less. But I'm just going kind of a, a little bit more of a safe bet with the 17. Um, mm -hmm. But I Less do think that it's, I, I think that it's going to be, I still think that there's going to be lots of sacks. I think that like, don't put it past them to get, you know, a few interceptions or, you know, mm -hmm. pushing out some balls, getting some fumbles, right? Like I, th I think that they're still going to go off on both sides of the ball. So uh, right, yeah, right. maybe maybe 17 is, is not giving the defense as much credit, but Hey, last week they let they up have to earn it now. They let up for like 10 minutes and then mm -hmm. the team scored 15 on them. So Completely I don't agree. think that it's overly bad on us to say 17. Look, um, Kaylee and I love October. We love fall. We love all the vibes. We are not here setting ourselves up for disappointment. Uh -uh. Not this no, nope. no, thank you. <laughs> uh, but Casey, there are going to be people who walk away disappointed Absolutely. and somebody's got to walk the plank. <laughs> Oh, this one, I feel like, I don't know if every week it gets harder or easier. Cause sometimes I'm just ready to throw people off. Like ask me on a Tuesday, Monday I night. Sure today, but then I, but then I decided on something and I'm going to have a little bit of a hot take. It's a little more of a serious take, but it's something that, that I feel like needs to be said. Mm -hmm. So, uh, and it's a fair question. People ask Todd Bowles about, you know, yeah taking on Mike Tomlin and, you know, uh, one, a few, there's not very many games that feature two black head coaches, even though yep. the NFL is 70% black. Mm -hmm. Um, and here's my thing. I, I like what Todd Bowles says because he says, you know, I have a lot of really good white friends in this coat in the league <laughs> as well. And, you know, nobody really asks me about facing off against them. Here's the thing. The reason that people are asking this question is because it is so rare uh -huh. and it needs to not be rare. Like how are there so few black coaches when 70% of the league is black? It, 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 it is insane to me mm -hmm. that that's the case, especially when there are really good options to go to. Like Todd Bowles should have gotten an opportunity before he got this opportunity frankly, right? Like there's a lot of guys that should have gotten their name called, but they're not considered because they're not as flashy as, you know, uh, a Cliff Kingsbury or, or some, you, you know what I mean? And, and that yeah. feels really frustrating. Um, I, I, I just, yeah. Oh, Casey, I'm going to, yeah, say it. Oh, yeah. Well, no, he did. He got his little stint with the Jets, but then there was just a lot of pressure attached to it, as well as the fact that he was dealing with rebuilding a team. And, and you know, there was just so much circulating around that opportunity versus what his skill set potentially was or was not. So, yeah, it, it, it's just one of those things where I think, well, even with that, it's like, does I, I don't know, it, it, it's it's hard to speculate, but mm -hmm. I, I, I think that there's a lot of pressure on coaches of color. And, and I think that that's obvious. Uh, maybe that was the case in the jets. I mean, they also cycle through coaches co quite a bit. <laughs> like um, the Browns do quarterbacks. I know. Right. Like that, <laughs> but on a serious <laughs> note, like it's, you know, Todd Bowles didn't want to make a big deal of it because 
it shouldn't be a big deal because there should be more representation Mm -hmm. and there's not. And it's not the fact that like, oh, this is so cool. They're going up against each other. What it should be is like, no, there should just be more representation. It should be like more equal across the board and Mm -hmm. it's not. And that's the problem. That's the thing that we should shine a light on. Not like, oh, cool. Look to, you know, black head coaches going against each other. Yeah. That's the thing that blows my mind is like, why are we shining a light on this when what really needs to be talked about Mm -hmm. is the fact that there are not enough broad scope of it. Yeah. So Mm -hmm. uh, that, that to me, I don't know who in that is walking the plank, but like somebody is walking the plank, just that, that's, that's frustrating to me. I might be able to specify on it because here we go again. Yeah. Casey and Kaylee, I, I got you. I got you. Sharing a brain, sharing yeah. a brain because no, well, that was, that was going to be my same one. Um, yeah. I got a chance to do the JP Peterson show earlier today and, and he played the sound bite for me. Cause I, you know, we, we were in hockey and we're in football and we're straddling the masses <laughs> here. So, um, I didn't catch yesterday's press conferences. So he played it for me while we were, while we were alive and, um, you know, asked, you know, my thoughts about Bowles's response and, and my own personal thoughts. And, I, I told him, I was like, first of all, anybody who knows Todd Bowles by a grain knows that he hated that question. Boy, 100%. did he hate that question. He hates that question. And I am such a body language person. I am more about the, you and I talk about it here on Jolly Rogers and Touchdowns. We care about the human. Yep. And that kind of plays into press conferences. So when you know, when you can tell by body language how somebody's going to respond to something, you have an opportunity there to either rephrase the question so that it doesn't feel like a personal attack versus a personal conversation, or you just don't. So yeah. when he became a head coach again for the Bucks, he was asked, what's it feel like to become a head coach for this franchise as a black guy? And he's like, I don't look at it like that. I don't see color in this. I'm just glad that I have an opportunity to become a head coach and to succeed a guy like Bruce Arians, so on and so forth. And then he pivoted into the skill set and the honorability of what he's doing. Now, what I can say from what he said in the post game press or the post practice press conference and what he's probably feeling is it's also kind of demeaning in a way when that whole color conversation starts overshadowing it. And I understand for some people, it's like, yeah, you want to honor the fact that more people are getting opportunity. That's great. That needs to be honored. That needs to be talked about. But as you said, Kaylee, if it was more equal, it wouldn't be such a honed in conversation, but something else that Todd Bowles doesn't like about this whole, how do you feel about being a black head coach is the fact that it's like, well, can we talk like, Am I just a blackhead coach or am I a skillful guy who's put in the hours and and the work and the studying and the researching and the playbooking and the film watching to get to this position? So it almost undermines your skill set. And I can speak from my own personal experience. Sometimes you're sitting in a room and you're like, well, am I just filling a quota or like, am I good at what I do? So when those questions are asked, it just stirs up so many other questions and it just takes away from the fact that somebody has worked very hard to get from point a to point b and i was surprised that they even asked that question because like i said and when he became the head coach for the box he made it very clear color has nothing to do with his position where he's at or he doesn't want it to have anything to do with it and i respect that because is he known as one of the best defensive minds out there yes there's a lot of respect on his name across the league for what he's done as a dc and now he's trying to step into new shoes and remove himself from some of the tarnished conversation that came about when he was the jets head coach and and step into his own as this new mastermind guy in his own way and it doesn't have to be a black or white or spanish minority thing because 
JP also said earlier, once the labels start coming in, then it's like you're a minority. Well, what kind of minority are you? They're this kind of the minority and this and this and this. And it gets so hyper-focused that we just forget, wow, he's got, he, he's creative when it comes to the blitz. He's mm -hmm. good at this. We forget their skill set because we're so caught up in the details of their race. And that's something that Todd Wolves does not like. And, and I agree. It doesn't need to be a question anymore. And yeah. I'm sure they've gotten no success in Pittsburgh with Mike Tomlin with that question either. So, yeah, if you want to ask questions, then ask the NFL why there isn't more representation. That's the question that should be asked. Don't ask. Yeah. Don't ask the head coaches who earned Casey. You said it so perfectly. Like you, they earned this right. Like the amount of blood, sweat, tears, missed birthday parties, missed anniversaries, missed like all of those things to miss Christmases and stuff like to, be, to get where they're at. And then for it to be like almost diminished to the color of their skin. It, it Nobody does it to white coaches. Nobody mm -hmm. asks that to white coaches. So you, we need to stop asking it to black coaches and we mm -hmm. need to start asking the correct question, which is, Hey, NFL, what are you doing? That's yep. the right question. <laughs> uh, <laughs> reporting 101. <laughs> Kaylee, I'm learning a lot about reporting 101 and woof, woof. Thank God uh, I'm drinking water. No, I'm kidding. But <laughs> still. on that note, uh, Casey, we're just sending any, every, a lot of people off the, off the boat today. <laughs> Casey, anything else to add on that? Uh, no, nothing else. Just at least, at least embrace somebody's skill set first before you start talking about their race. Maybe that's the only advice I can give. Like, Hey, yeah. you're really good at this. Yep. We appreciate you for this. And then just let the rest flow in after the fact. But Todd Bowles handled it. And and some people, it you really know. Well. Yeah, 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 yeah. And in, the, and in the temperature of cancel culture, who knows how many different ways that this pendulum is going to swing. But at the end of the day, I, I agree with Coach. And I appreciate his response and the, and the way that he responded. And good for him. Even being 100%. sick of that question and not being rude because you know he is very sick of that question. He is. He is. And he handled it very classy, like the mm -hmm. like the person that he is, a very skilled, smart, talented, and classy person. So yep. excited to see this matchup. I, again, think that the Bucks are going to just show out against the Steelers. Eat. Eat, be, Bucks, eat. It's going to be a fun one. Jolly Rogers and touchdown fans. Thank you guys so much for listening. Let us know who do you think is going to go off this weekend? Is it going to be the tight ends? Is it going to be Rashad white? Do they get him in the mix? Is it going to be Brady back as the superhuman <laughs> that he is? Let us know at Jolly Rogers TDS on both Instagram and Twitter. We put up some video clips there and we will also share the link where you can share this with your friends and share it with, uh, uh, you know, anybody that you know, your dad, your mom, your, Even your, fans. your kids football coach. Come on, <laughs> like get them into the mix. We want to hear from them. Uh, thank you guys so much for listening. We will have new episodes every Monday, Wednesday, Friday. I'm Kaylee Mizell. You can find me at Kaylee Mizell. She's Casey Hudson. You can find her at the sports case. That's K-A-S-E. Thanks for listening. We'll catch you next time. <laughs>